Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Impeachment goes to the Senate where it will sit for two weeks because getting rid of Donald Trump is the most important thing we can do as a nation, even though he's no longer president of the United States. And you thought 2021 was going to make sense. It is embarrassing what it is that we're watching. And certainly embarrassing that there are Republicans saying, hmm, we should consider this. Certainly embarrassing that there are Democrats who will be unwilling to look Chuck Schumer in the eye and say, you want me to convict a guy who isn't here anymore? Don't you think we should work on, I don't know, things that exist? Well, we have to keep Donald Trump from running for office again. I'm sorry, is that what impeachment is about? Impeachment is about what is supposed to be a high crime and misdemeanor, an issue so egregious that leadership can no longer be a conversation piece. Well, we had to impeach him twice. No, no, no. You didn't have to impeach him the first time, but you decided to based on a series of lies that we all know in America were lies regarding Russia and specifically a phone call from President Trump to the Ukraine about foreign aid that they got. You lied to America for three years about collusion with Russia, and you allowed people like Hillary Clinton, a de facto spokesperson for the Democratic Party, to move about that lie day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out, without saying to her, hey, why don't you stop talking, you liar? Then you came about it with a second impeachment. Now, I will tell you, there are things you cannot like about what President Trump said after the election. But man, you would have had a heck of a better time if you had gone with dereliction of duty. You could actually gotten some people. Insurrection, something you could never prove in a court of law, you voted on because you hate him. And your hate is not a signal to me that I have to act. It is a recognition that you need to get yourself some help. You need to get yourself checked. You need to take a breath. Some people use bourbon. Some people smoke cigarettes. I don't know. Maybe you want to try some deep breathing and some yoga. I hear the Peloton works well for some folk. You may want to get on that, Speaker Pelosi or Senator Schumer, and you might want to just get yourself a nice good sweat going, get those endorphins rising, and then maybe you'll feel better and realize, wait a second, there might be a better way to handle this. And if it was so incredibly important, Speaker Pelosi would have sent it to us on the day the vote took place. The vote took place days after what happened at the Capitol, which no one is condoning, by the way, and everyone should aggressively, forcefully, and with power condemn, waited weeks before sending us uh, the, the articles of impeachment. I thought this was important. I thought this mattered. Now, after getting it, after three weeks or two weeks of waiting, we're now going to wait two more weeks to have a trial? We're not serious, folks. America sees us and knows we're full of crap. Isn't our ratings in Congress low enough? Do we have to further debase ourselves? Or could we put this impeachment aside? Vote on a censure of former President Donald Trump and move on with our day. Nope, can't do that. All right, we'll waste America's time. Tony Katz today, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Yes, this is nonsense. Nonsense. It's embarrassing to watch and to witness.
There are plenty of reasons that one could say, I don't like how Donald Trump acted post-election. I'm one of those people, not on everything, on some things. Not on everything, on some things. The everything people are the Eric Swalwell people. You know what I like about Donald Trump? Never banged a Chinese spy. Eric Swalwell gets to stay on the House Intelligence Committee and he's an impeachment manager, possibly had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy and everything is normal. Like no one says a word. How is that even possible? Donald Trump said voter fraud and decided to send the world to attack the Capitol. Uh, If I have to listen to one more nonsense piece from people like uh, uh, Senator Klobuchar, it's it's embarrassing. You know, it's it's letter Kenny. It's blanking embarrassing what we see from her, this continual nonsense, I go vault line. One, uh, the American people right now are struggling. They need pandemic relief. Uh, they are literally trying to balance their toddlers on their knees and their laptops on their desk and teaching their first graders how to use a mute button just to go to school. They need help. And I thoroughly believe that we can handle this impeachment trial and just as the American people are doing, juggle what we need to get done. Get the Homeland Security Secretary through. We just had an insurrection at the Capitol. Get people confirmed for Joe Biden's cabinet, and yes, get people the help that they need. That insurrection down at the Capitol. The help that they need, by the way. Oh, wait till you hear the new help that they need. I I really hope you like paying for other people's help because, man, Klobuchar and that crew have got a plan for how much you're going to spend. You did not know you had to spend this much while other people locked you down. By the way. I shouldn't say, by the way, I should say, this story just got sent to me. It's Democrats looking for ways to say, hey, don't blame us for the shutdowns. There are Democratic groups sending out an article from the Washington Post that wants you to know that pandemic-related economic research shows the shutdowns aren't killing jobs, the virus is. First, they're going to go through Congress and decide you have to spend in ways you never deemed possible for everybody else who's suffering. But remember, that suffering wasn't caused by any Democrat out there who shut things down. It was all caused by Donald Trump. The disease that we are seeing in this ability to think rationally It's a virus, people. And a virus can cause people to act differently. What we did as a society in far too many places was overreact. And it wasn't just Democrats. There were plenty of Republicans who overreacted. Shut down this, shut down that, shut down the other. You're at 50%, you're at 25%, you can't open. Of course they're to blame. The data shows that lockdowns did nothing to help the virus. But if you tell me the lockdowns did nothing to cause economic impact, you don't know how to talk to somebody.
Could the virus in and of itself kept people from going to restaurants? Absolutely. But if you say the restaurant can only work at 25% capacity, but clearly could have operated at 50% capacity, you're the one who stopped them from being able to survive. Now, if you say to me, Tony, if they could have operated at 50% capacity, but they didn't have 100% capacity, they would have been hurt. The answer is yes. Market forces could have indeed played an effect on them in a negative way. No one's arguing this. But we don't have that data. The, the idea that solely and exclusively we can come to that conclusion is nonsensical. What we did is we told these people that they don't have a say and they have no power. We hurt them economically and then we tortured them. We told them that they are insignificant. While elected officials and elitists laughed. While they stood on their soapboxes in their ivory towers, concluding how woke they are and how good they are and how decent they are. We watched restaurant owners in Los Angeles, unable to open even their patios, while in the same parking lot, movie sets were able to, you know, movies were able to open up their huge craft services, right? Their catering department to feed the crew and the staff and everybody else and the actors. They could do it, but the restaurant couldn't. You don't think the shutdowns had an economic effect? The ignorance is astounding. Speaking of astounding ignorance, let's go back to Senator Klobuchar. What this next month is going to be about. You just heard John Carl say he doesn't believe there are the votes there to convict uh, President Trump right now. And we saw President Trump after the first trial, I'm going to show those pictures right here, when the votes weren't there to convict, he waved uh, the acquitted uh, headline, said this was vindication for him. You concerned that could happen again? My colleagues have not yet committed about what they're going to do. And the news we just got out of the New York Times yesterday uh, that the president was actually actively trying to take out his own attorney general and put in an unknown bureaucrat uh, conspiring with him. I think we're going to get more and more evidence over the next few weeks as if it's not enough that he sent an angry mob down the mall to invade the Capitol, didn't try to stop it, um, and a police officer was killed. I don't really know what else you need to know. The facts were... We need to know that you now want to add things that aren't part of an original charge. That's why dereliction of duty could have done you much better. But you're so blinded by hate, Amy Klobuchar, you can't even think. Luckily, I'm not near you, so nobody's going to throw a stapler at me. He didn't send an angry mob. We already saw the reporting from the Washington Post that showed that people were already planning these things, which means Trump could not have planned them. By the way, I posted that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. They put a false information thing on it. That's never happened to me before. Literally quoted the Washington Post and they put false information. Okay. Interesting to know. There aren't 67 votes at this moment. I very much doubt they're going to come. I doubt you're going to see 67 votes. 55, 56, I could see that. 67, I don't think so. I'm Tony Katz. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because rumble.com allows me to be, well, 
me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. I had received a very interesting text from a friend who is, is in the medical profession saying when it comes to coronavirus, keep an eye on cases going down, but really keep an eye on where the vaccines are because states that that work to ensure that they had enough vaccine for a second round, right? Some vaccines requiring two shots. Well, there are states out there that maybe didn't. And you might see some states demanding vaccines from other states, and you might see a complete and total reconfiguration of the vaccine. Then I came across Jim Garrity's piece at National Review. Biden's CDC director doesn't know how uh, to count. And then conversations about the new strain of Moderna. There is a madness going on with vaccines. Let me bring in Jim Garrity of National Review. G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y is his name. Let's start with the basics. People have lost their minds. Everybody wants to blame the Trump administration, but it seems that some states don't know what they're doing. Is the issue with vaccines on the states? Is it on the federal government? Or is the answer yes all the way around? I'm leaning towards that latter option, Tony. Um, the one thing that jumps out at me over uh, the, CD, the new CDC director saying on Fox News Sunday yesterday that she uh, uh, can't tell you, the viewers, or, or any, you know, anyone how much vaccine we have, and if she can't say it to the viewers, she can't tell the governors, and she can't tell it to state health officials. That's paraphrasing her quote. Um, the, basically, that doesn't make any sense because the CDC has a website, which is already tells you, you can go up and look at it. I can give you the URL if you want, um, that tracks the number of vaccinations that have been done so far, that tracks how many have been distributed to each state, how many have been administered so far. That means you know, how many have been jabbed in the arm. 
uh, and it gets updated once a day. Right, so this you'd seem it seems like data is coming into the CDC, so they can put in you know uh, put all of that up there. But then the second thing is, um, let's assume the, the next odd you know aspect of this is that uh, it was just a couple of days ago in the New York Times, quote, according to a senior administration official, Pfizer, BioTech, and Moderna are on track to deliver up to 18 million doses a week, um, unquote. Now, Tony, if well, you Pfizer knows how many they've made. And they know how many are being shipped to the United States, and they know how many are being shipped to other countries due to uh, previous agreements they had negotiated. They know how many have gone out the door of each production plant. So the first thing is, like, if the CDC director doesn't know, you, there's only two companies that are making this, right? Somebody in those companies knows how much they've got, how much are there, what they're on track for. And then the other odd thing is that according to this senior administration official quoted in the New York Times, like, could this senior administration official please call up the CDC? And share that information? Is this a matter of, like, one government office not sharing information with another government office? At minimum, the CDC should have a ballpark estimate of how much have come out, you know, how many come out today, or how many come out yesterday, how many they think are going to come out today, tomorrow, and each day. So uh, now let's go through it. Bit yeah. by bit and piece by piece. Is there any reason why they don't have this, this number or wouldn't want to share it with us? Well, okay, there's two possibilities there. One is, you know, I think I, as you were uh, leading in, there's alluding to the possibility of some states are going to say, look, we have this, by the way, most of the, the CDC is tracking how many of, first, of the first dose they're giving out and how much of the second dose they're giving out. Uh, now, some people have said we're in such a race against the virus, it makes sense to give people all the doses and, you know, don't, don't hold any back for the second, you know, batch uh, immunize as many people as you can and just count on the incoming shipments to make up for the second dose. Um, medical experts can argue about whether that's the wisest course of action. That having been said, we're not getting a heck of a lot of clear explanations from any of these people. And in fact, probably the most egregious example of this is uh, Governor Cuomo up in New York uh, saying that, you know, as of Friday, he said, we're going to run out by the end of the day, but we might have additional shipments coming in to, to fill that in. Now, Bloomberg uh, News, which is doing it, not, not the man, but the organization, uh, is doing a terrific job of trying to, uh, has a great chart, it's up on the website, it's not subscriber-based, you can look at it yourself, keeping track of how many they've been allocated, how many have been administered, um, and what percentage they have, and they update it pretty regularly. And I think last I checked, New York was at 61%. Now, is it possible that, that remaining 39% is all second doses, and that's why they haven't administered them? I, I guess it's possible. But the other oddity, and I just put this up on the corner at National Review Online, Tony, is that the, you look at the numbers of what the CDC said they've shipped out to the state, and you look at the New York state numbers. Right now, Tony, there's a half million difference between that figure, meaning New York says they've received a half million fewer doses than the CD says, the C says gets shipped up to them. Now, because these are, you know, one's a state-run website and data set, and the other is a CDC-run website and data set, they get updated at different times. I'd expect there to be a little bit of a difference. Like, you look at New Jersey, there's like a 30,000-dose difference. Okay, that's probably one good day in New Jersey of, of doing the dose. So that's that by itself. Um, but the New York difference, there's no way you should have a half-million discrepancy there. So somebody's got bad data. Or somebody's not being honest. That that's that, that, those are our options here, and this all. You know, look, I I'm willing to listen to the new CDC director, but considering how we saw last week, the report on CNN that there was no distribution plan, 
absolutely none, and the Biden administration was going to have to start from scratch. And then within hours, Dr. Anthony Fauci goes before the reporters and says, on the record, no, there was a plan. We're already distributing these things. Now, if Biden, the Biden team had said, we don't like the plan, fine. If they think the plan isn't detailed enough or extensive enough, fine. But that's not what they said. These anonymous sources in the Biden administration said there was no plan. And then Fauci went out and covered it. This smells to me, Tony, like Trump is turning into the all-purpose scapegoat for any issue that anybody has at any level on distribution. And I don't think that's a uh, fair or accurate or useful way of keeping ourselves accountable. Uh, and I think they're part of the problem is there are far too many people who are perfectly comfortable buying into this idea of, oh, well, Trump screwed it all up. So there's no way it's, it's unreasonable to expect Cuomo or Biden or the new CDC the politicizing, to have a handle on it. Well. The politicizing of what we've done with coronavirus is criminally insane. Jim Garrity, G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y, Jim Garrity on Twitter. Check him out at National Review Online. We're going to follow up with you a little bit later in the week to see how this is going and keep up with this. Jim Garrity, always a pleasure. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. It's the Chiefs, it's the Buccaneers, it's Super Bowl, whatever it is, and I don't care. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Uh, I don't. Uh, the game was on because my wife is from Tampa Bay, a Buccaneers fan by rote, right? But whatever. Uh, congrats to Tom Brady, I guess. The, the NFL told me they don't like me. <laughs> they, they told me I don't count. Okay, all right, I don't count. I'm a funny guy that I don't get, you know, uh, I, um, I, I don't get, you know, crazy when uh, someone tells me to go blank myself, right? There's no screaming, there's no yelling. I say, oh, okay, and then I go do it. I, I, I never think about them again. I just, I just, I'm gone. You win. You win. You didn't want to, you didn't want me. I didn't matter. It was, it was easier just to go down the, the woke road. And I'm not, um, I'm not making, you know, a, a statement that it's true of every single player. But it was certainly true of the league. And I said, okay. I don't want to not like football. I like football quite a bit. I think the athleticism is impressive. But maybe you could hate me less. Well, it's not that they hate you, Tony. It's that you just have to understand. No, 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 no. I never said shut up and dribble. I never said shut up and play. I never said shut up and sing. What I say is if you want to talk, feel free. You just got to be able to know what you're talking about. You got to deal with the ramifications. Isn't it clear that LeBron James knows absolutely nothing about China or Hong Kong and has no understanding of the region, no understanding of the atrocities, and not only doesn't understand, doesn't care? 
His favorite term is, this one wasn't educated, that one wasn't educated. Daryl Morey, the guy from MIT, the former GM of the Houston Rockets, wasn't educated about the situation in Hong Kong. No, LeBron James wasn't educated about the situation in Hong Kong. And I put forth to you, he's still not educated about the situation in Hong Kong. You want to tell me about equality? I think you can have that conversation. If you want to tell me that I should uh, support and respect Black Lives Matter, well, then we're done here because that's a Marxist organization. The answer is no. The real question is, why are you supporting it? Because it says Black Lives Matter? Did you not do five minutes of research? Just attached yourself to it because there was some uh, connectivity regarding color of skin? And if somebody were to speak out against it, would they still have a job? Was there anybody on any team that said, I disagree, and do they still have a job? Or did they all go into hiding for fear for their job, and therefore they were silenced by a woke mob? No one should stop an NFL player from speaking. That goes for NFL players as well. The idea of shut up and dribble has no place in, 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 in the society. You say what you want to say. You engage as you want to engage. But deal with the consequences. If you believe in, in the organization Black Lives Matter, you've made a terrible mistake. Do you think you are saved by the color of your skin? We are talking about something ideological here, and I'm willing to take that conversation on with anybody. Why won't they take it on with me? As a matter of fact, why do they then excoriate me for wanting to take on the conversation to begin with? And now you want me to watch? I think that's a stretch. I think that's a giant stretch. But please, don't think it's just the NFL that I'm not paying attention to. I'm not paying attention to the fight between Seth Rogen and Senator Ted Cruz either. So good. It's nuts. So good. All right, here's, you you want my summation or do you want me to walk through it? Well, we got to walk through it just to make sure everyone has all the facts. Okay, Uh, we're talking about... um, Seth Rogen, the, the actor-producer. We're talking about Senator Ted Cruz, the senator. Now, do we know how this started? Yeah, Seth Rogen, you know, just doesn't like Ted Cruz. And, like, over the years has repeatedly, like, tweeted trash talk at him. So it, it's, I think one day, recently, Ted Cruz finally just responded. Right. Like, Seth Rogen thinks that Ted Cruz has has blood on his hands, literally wrote, your lies got people killed, you have blood on your hands, which is a criminally insane, a criminally insane thing to say. But it started with the, the idea of, uh, you know, the, the uh, electoral of challenge, and then, of course, the idea that somehow um, you had... Uh, you had uh, Seth, uh, Ted Cruz responsible for the riots, and then Ted Cruz is pushing back and saying, "You know, I I I, I like your I like your movies, but man, you're not right here and you're not right there." And eventually, it leads to uh, all jokes aside, says Seth Rogen. Ted Cruz is a fascist fascist piece of blank. And then Ted Cruz is all jokes aside. Seth Rogen is a moron. And then Seth Rogen is, your lies got people killed. You have blood on your hands. Um, 
this is this is ridiculous. Embarrassing on every level. No, he doesn't have blood on his hands. But all the Democrats that Seth Rogen voted for who favor abortion, well, there's something different. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't go down the dark roads? Is this not how we play the game? I thought this was how we played the game. Come on, Seth. Let's do this thing. If we're not... uh, uh, I can't believe people are only stopping at this level. You have blood on your hands. The Vice President Kamala Harris supported bailing out Antifa members. Representative Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts supported uprisings. Mayor Jenny Durkin of Seattle said when people were talking about the, the rioting and the chaz chop and said of President Trump, what's the matter, afraid of democracy? Seattle's just fine. Businesses in New York and New York in general were destroyed, but the mayor was painting the streets. The mayor of Indianapolis still won't explain why the police didn't respond to two nights of rioting that led to two people dying. Banks lit on fire. But it's Cruz who has blood on his hands. No, you disagree with him regarding the electoral challenges. That's fine. Saying he has blood on his hands makes you sound like a schmuck. And Senator Cruz, you're arguing with a schmuck. You're arguing with a guy who doesn't have the mental capacity you do. Who hasn't studied like you do, and that's obvious. I didn't say he was dumb. He's created a career for himself. He's created a production company for himself. He, good, good on him. He has figured that one out, and I say God bless. But Seth Rogen is who I'm going to go to when I want to understand constitutional matters? That's not happening. And just because he has 8.9 million people on social media, that doesn't mean he's bright. So what the hell is Senator Cruz doing? And why are we doing this on Twitter? What's the point of all this? You're a fascist piece of, oh, fascist this, Seth Rogen doesn't know what a fascist is. That's obvious by his own statements. And then Cruz is calling him a moron. And then Rogen saying, you got people killed. Why are we doing this? Why doesn't Senator Cruz just go to LA, walk up to Rogen and punch him right in the nose? How violent. Yes, maybe, but dear Lord, this crap is better. Why do I spend so little time on Twitter? Rogan and Cruz. Two guys who, I I don't know, are just trying to build a followers list. Not focused on things that matter. What matters is that Ted Cruz sticks to the Constitution and engages smart votes and represents Texas speaks up well for a good, good, solid portion, if not a majority of Americans. And Seth Rogen keeps telling fart jokes. Everybody's happy. Didn't realize it was so tough. I'm Tony Katz.
Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Seems like teachers don't want to go back to work. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Big shout out to Dan. Thanks so much for the tweet. I'm glad the radio is on at work where you are. (laughs) Oh, did you read the tweet, Ari? Oh, it's so nice. So, it's funny you say that. When people actually saw the tweet, they realized that it was, it was not meant to be a complimentary tweet. No, he's all, he says so. Uh, your show is on uh, on my work radio. I think that's so great. Uh, that's only, should I read the whole thing? I don't think you can read the whole thing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you follow me on Twitter at Tony Katz, you'll see it. But thank you, Dan. Always good to hear from a from a number one fan. Dan. Dan the fan. That's, that's your new name. I enjoy that all the way. Uh, being reported by the New York Times uh, that the teachers unions are not sure not so sure they can reopen schools in the fall because they don't know if the vaccine will stop transmissibility. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? If you're vaccinated, the idea of whether or not you still engage transmissibility is inconsequential, isn't it? By the way, Randy Weingarten is the head of the American Federation of Teachers. That's uh, that's something. Then you've got Chicago, 
where the Chicago teachers have come out to say, uh, yeah, we're not going back. They voted to teach from home, defying the school district. I believe it was it was uh, Mayor Lightfoot who said, oh, we're not paying you then. It was Chicago public schools that wanted 10,000 kindergartners through eighth graders, uh, through eighth grade teachers uh, and other staffers to return to school on Monday to prepare for 70,000 students for part-time instruction. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. We want to get back to normal. And teachers are like, no, thanks. I don't think we should treat teachers poorly, but... This is this is a pretty radical step where teachers get to tell us whether or not uh, they what they, they, they're in charge. You mean the unions in charge? Because I'm sure there are teachers who are more than willing to go back to work, but the, the unions want to be in charge through being non-scientific, through being radical. Oh, okay. Now we have to decide what we want to do. And what I want to do is stop paying property taxes to fund the schools and I'll take care of it myself. And maybe I'll gather with 10 or 20 other uh, parents and we'll, we'll all just do some homeschooling. Maybe we'll get back to the days of the one-room schoolhouse. Who knows? I mean, if you don't want to do your job, okay. The rest of us shouldn't suffer because you don't want to do your job. That's a rough spot for some teachers to be in because they're not going to agree with the union. However, this is the way it is. The teachers union should be broken. It should be broken in two. Certainly, they cannot be in charge. The parent is in charge. The student is what matters. The teacher should be treated as a professional. I have always said as such that certainly, just like we would in any type of world, uh, you know, employees should be respected, but employees are not the ones in charge. They still have to listen to a manager, to a boss, etc. If you don't believe in the hierarchy, go create your commune, baby, and have fun with that, right? Have fun with your autonomous collective. You, If you can figure out what Monty Python was saying, well, then go about it, man. You can, Michael Palin can lead you to the promised land. If, 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 uh, if, if you think you can... But for the rest of us, that's not going to work. That's, that's never going to work. And the teachers need to be told that. The teachers need to be shown that. And parents need to take back their power as being the people in charge. What do they want for their children? They're the ones paying. They got to act like it. Why do they act like the, somehow they're just, you know, they're, they're just the, the, these people to be abused. Just give us your money and don't have any input. There's no other thing you can think of where this is true.
There's no place else in society where this is accurate. We need to have, by the way, oh, oh, what a great, great, man, Twitter is all over it today. Imagine saying this about automotive repair or healthcare, you absolute dunce. Teachers need to be the ones in control. Absolutely not. The mechanic isn't in control. I go to the mechanic and the mechanic says, well, it's $82,000 for brakes. You know what I do? I go to another mechanic. The mechanic says, yeah, it's your brakes. It'll be 350 bucks. Okay. My gosh, that was easy. Of course the parent has to be in control. The teacher needs to be able to control the classroom and not have kids who run amok and parents who think their kids are so special that they can do anything they want. Not everybody's after your kid or attacking your kid. That's the way the teacher has to be treated like a professional. The union has to be broken because the parents must matter and the neighborhood and the society must matter more than the teacher's union. This is easy stuff, guys. But I, I love how they're I love how they're chirping on social media today. Woo! Look at that. I didn't even have to respond. See how easy it is, producer Ari? You told me I should quit. No, I didn't. Well, I did quit. But I can't actually quit because it's part of the gig. It's a torture that I take. I do it for you. Do you know I love you? I love you, Boo Bear. This is Tony Katz today.